Well, good evening, everybody. It's so great to be with you tonight in your living rooms. I look forward to the day where we can be together in person. But for now, this is just amazing. I'm just so privileged to be with you tonight. Um, I just hope you've had a great afternoon avoiding the showers. I hope we get a bit of sunshine soon. I'm sure it will come. So I'm going on holiday tomorrow, so I'm praying that something will change <laughs> before tomorrow. So I got the joy of just continuing this series of I Believe. Haven't this been an amazing series to follow at this time? I've just been so encouraged and I've just been so inspired by all the messages. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to Mark, Pastor Mark Collins' message this morning, I would really encourage you to do so. It was amazing. So yeah, just listen to that when you get a chance because it was so great. So um, tonight, I'm going to just carry on from that. And I might touch on some of the things that, that Mark just uh, mentioned this morning in his sermon, but it's always good to hear things twice. So my title for tonight is, I Believe God. I know that can seem, seem like, of course we believe God, but what I wanted to just emphasize is, when we talk about God's promises, when we talk about God's dreams that he plants in us, we believe God for those dreams. And our focus is God in this whole, in this whole journey. So what I just want to touch on briefly tonight is just, uh, I'll just give you four points of what can happen on this journey and what we have to focus on on this journey. And I just want to uh, mention one of the great faith heroes in the Bible when I'm talking about this and referring to him because you can get so much inspiration from these guys. So Mark this morning talked about Jacob and tonight I'm just going to talk about his grandfather, Abraham, because he is such a hero of faith. Uh, and it's just so amazing to hear how he just hold on to God and the promises he gave him. So I just want to just read a scripture for you uh, from Romans 4, 18 to 22. It's an amazing scripture. So listen to this one. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Listen to that. Since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. This is why it was accredited him to righteousness. This is an amazing scripture. Doesn't, can't you just feel the faith rising in you? It says here, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. So the surroundings, what he could see with his physical eyes was going against the promise that God has given him and the word that God has given him. But he kept believing because, can I just say this, because he knew God. Because he knew God and when God says something, 
He means it. He's not going back on his promises. So when God says he's, he's going to be a father of many nations, that's the promise that stands no matter what. And that's the encouragement we can have today as well. So the hope we're standing in is our trust in God. And that's really what I would like to talk about tonight, really trusting in God, believing in God in this journey. Even if things around us it's not very clear. We can't see completely where we're going. Even if things around us seem to go in the opposite direction or not what we were hoping for. And even if we have to wait for a long time like Abraham had to do. But I also believe in that journey of waiting, Abraham was full of joy because of his relationship with God and the hope that he had in him or has in him. And that's what we can have. So I just want to touch on briefly four points. And um, the first one is the point step by step. So this journey, when God gives us a dream and when he gives us a promise, it's almost like he sows a seed in our spirit. He sows something inside of us and no one can take that away. We just need to hold that tight. God is planting a seed inside of us, and we have to believe in that. And I will also say, a seed is not the full, full product, is it? That's the beginning of something. That's the beginning of something, and then we're going on a journey, and we'll see what unfolds in front of us. So I emphasize it's a step-by-step -step journey but it's a journey. We need to keep moving. We can't just sit and wait for it, but we need to keep moving and, and walk in what is right in front of us. I will also say another thing. God might put a dream in your heart that you think, whoa, that can never happen. But we don't have to think of all the details and things. And I will also say, it says in, in Hebrews about Abraham, how he embraced the promise and how he embraced what God said to him. And I will say that to you guys also. Embrace what God puts in you. Don't put any lid on it. Don't put any obstacles in the way because it's not up to us. It's up to our God, our Father in heaven, who is all powerful and amazing. So don't put a lid on it. Embrace it and see where it's taking you. You won't have the whole picture. Uh, that's, that's how it is, but that is also how we learn to trust God. So Abraham, he had a word from God. He had one word from God, and that was, go to the land that I will show you. And he had a promise that he would have a son. So Abraham, he left what was known to him, and then he went on his journey, trusting God to show him. That shows a man that really knows God and trusting in him. And I would just want to say that every step on this journey, even though you can't see the number two step or number three step, every step is important. And every step of showing how we can be faithful in the small things is important because things are being built into us. So taking one step after the other step, but being faithful where you are right now and see what God is going to do and what he's building in you. That is so important. Uh, but uh, again, I want to emphasize, keep moving forward. 
don't sit with your hands in the lap and waiting for all these promises just to come to you. We keep walking, we keep walking and while God lays in front of us. And then it's amazing to see what, what doors opens. In Psalm 119, it says this, it says about, your word is a lamp unto my feet. To be honest, I would love to sometimes it to be a spotlight so you can see further, but it doesn't work like that. God just gives us a lamp and a lamp doesn't show a lot of light. It just shows a little bit, okay, here's where we go in. And there's not a lot of clarity always, but thank God that he is doing that because we are growing deeper with him because we have to trust him for the journey and he's our light on this journey as well. And the journey will get clearer. It's almost like you can see, you maybe start like this, like a tunnel, and then it gets more and more and more and more focused and you see, okay, that jigsaw piece fit there, that jigsaw piece fit there, and the picture comes together, but you're trusting God on that journey. <clears throat> I'm so grateful how God has just taken us step by step, even though I sometimes would like to see the whole picture, because that is where I, I get to know him more, and that is so important and so, so rich that you can't believe that. I just want to just refer to me and Neil, my husband's story, because three and a half years ago, we had a call from God, a word. And to be honest, I felt a little bit like Abraham and Sarah on this journey, because three and a half years ago, we had a word and we had a promise. We had a word to go, and we had a promise from God, I'll be with you. So we didn't know, we were leaving everything that we knew, home in Wales, we moved from Wales up here to Surrey, as some of you know, uh, and we left everything that we knew, all that was familiar, and then we moved into the unknown. The unknown, just uh, trusting in God for each step. And the little light we have was that we just knew we had to be here. And then just see what God is doing little by little. He opens doors and we had to be planted in new soil for God's promises and dreams in our lives to flow. And that's what God will do sometimes. He will move you from what's familiar and into something that is a bit shaky. You don't know what's going on and you need to be planted in good soil. A little bit like Abraham also moving from his home country and into a, a new country he didn't know. God was moving him along. So the, it, it was, to be honest, it's been a little bit of a tough journey in, at times, but it's also been the richest journey ever. And I would never, ever uh, have not gone through that. And because that is where you get to know God in such a good way. Our scripture was, trust in the Lord from Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And that's been one of the scriptures we've been holding on to in our journey. Yeah. The next point I just want to say is called, who is in the driving seat? Who is in the driving seat on your journey? Sometimes, um, we can have a dream or we can have a word or we can have a promise and we're trying to make it happen in our own strength and in our own ability. It's almost like we need to help God a little bit. And you hear about stories about that in the Bible as well, how we're trying to help God a little bit. 
we're, we're not always so patient because there's such a drive inside of us. Um, so we can try and rely on our own abilities and our own skills. And of course, God has gifted us with those, but we cannot, that cannot be our resource of strength. Our resource of strength uh, has to be from God. We cannot rely on that. I just want to read something that Joyce Meyer says in one of her books that's called When, God When. And she says it like this. We can come so intent on trying to birth the next thing that we neither enjoy or take care of things at hand. I had a vision from God 10 years before I began to see it fulfilled. During those years, I think I lost a lot of joy trying to give birth outside of God's timing. And that's what we try to do when we try to do it in our own strength and our own ability, giving birth out of God's timing. And we can lose a lot of joy on that journey as well. So we have to wait and, and wait well and wait for his timing. God gave me a picture once. He showed me a picture of this and I had to learn this. I thought I had surrendered uh, a lot in my life. I surrendered my life to God and I've done that again and again and again. I surrendered my life. I wanted to serve him. But he did show me a picture once and he showed me a picture of a car and me sitting in the driving seat and Jesus sitting next to me and I was holding the wheel driving it. And using that picture, it just emphasized for me, I had taken the lead. I was trying to go in front of God, going ahead of things, and that had to be swapped around. So Jesus came in this driving lead. He needs to drive the car. That's the safest place to be. Paul also says it like this. Paul the Apostle from the Bible, he says it like this. I do not put any trust in the flesh. And he had a lot to put a trust in because he was a very well-educated teacher in, in Jerusalem, a Pharisee. But he said, I do not put any trust in the flesh. I do not put any trust in my own ability. He completely trusted Jesus. It was all about Jesus. Jesus expressed in him. So we need to jump out of the driving seat and let Jesus drive uh, the car for our dreams and the promises he's put, put in us. And to trust in God and not our own ability, that's freedom, guys. That is freedom when we get to that point. You're not operating in your own strength. You're letting him drive the car and you're operating in the grace there is from God. And just to say this, delays are not denials. Remember that delays are not denials. Even Abraham and Sarah, uh, these heroes of faith, did make a mishap in this at some point. They've waited so long, and then they tried to make the dream happen themselves. So they ended up with a son between Sarah's servant and Abraham, Ishmael. And he caused a lot of problems for them at a later date. Um, so even though we, we can try sometimes and do these things in ourselves, and we can get ourselves into trouble like they did, but God's promise still stands, no matter what. And God will help us out of the mess we sometimes make. That's the amazing thing. God is just there. He wants to help us, and he wants to pick us up again. Come on, let's go again. The promise still stands, no matter what we can do of mistakes, if we let God come into it and let him help us up again. Okay, point number three. What's your focus? And I also contemplating using the, the heading, which is first. 
the dream, the promise, or God? What's first in your life? God will not share his glory. Thank God for that. It's good he won't share his glory. But sometimes we can get so fixated on a dream and a promise that it can take the place of God without us even knowing. It's almost like we get a pair of glasses on and everything is just focused. This is the dream. It's right in front of us. This is the promise. This is what we're focused on. Instead of, we need to take those glasses off, put them aside, and put on the glasses. I'm focusing on you, Jesus. I'm trusting you, Jesus. And this dream, this promise, it's a promise, it's a dream that God has given us. It's him that has given us. He's the source of it. And I'm trusting you, God, with this dream. It's in your hands. I don't want to hold on to that tightly, but I'm trusting you for that dream. And that's freedom as well. It's almost like a dream or a promise can become an idol and we don't want to go down that road. It needs to be the right way around. It's God first and then the dream and the promise flow out of this in the way he wants it to happen. Um, and again, when it can happen sometimes, when we can be so focused on the dream or we can be so focused on the promise, is because we try and find our value or definition in that. But that's not where our definition should be. That's not where our value and identity is. It's in Jesus. That's where we need to find our value. And he's the one defining you. He's the one defining your life. Um, even Abraham had God tested him in this. He finally got his son, Isaac, the Isaac, the promise, the son of his uh, promise. And then God asked him to give him up just to, to see where was Abraham's heart. This, the, the son that he loved, like we can have a promise that we love, we hold on to. Are we willing to let God take charge of that? And Abraham knew God, so he knew that he would, he would stick to the promise and he could raise Isaac from the dead. He knew it. And we can know that. We can trust God with that dream. We can leave it with him and let him rise it up in the way that he wanted and not try and hold on to it too tightly uh, on our own strength. God wanted to see that he was more important to Abraham than the promise. And maybe you're holding too, on too tightly to a dream. But we need to trust God for that dream and know, believe in his timing, believe that he knows you. He's the one who's created you. He's, he knows you. And he's the one who's given you that dream. He's the one who is, who is the instigator of the dream and the promise. It's not us, it's him. We need to trust him and we can trust him. He's amazing. He's amazing. The last point I just want to share with you tonight is uh, called in the valley. Because sometimes when we're going on this journey, we will sometimes go through the valley. And it can be a, a bleak moment. It, it'll feel like we're going through the valley of darkness. But we're not going alone through that valley of darkness. 
It says in Psalm 23, uh, David says to it there about how the shepherd walks us through the valley of darkness. Although I walk through the valley of darkness, you are with me. And I love what it says there. It says there, I walk through the valley of darkness. It doesn't say I'm sitting in the valley of darkness. I'm walking through it with Jesus. I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to move through that valley. Jesus is going to get me out on the other side. Because sometimes when we're waiting for the promise and when we're waiting for the dream, it can feel like a valley of darkness. But Jesus is with us and he's leading us through. And the amazing thing is, in the time where we are waiting, in the time where we don't see, God is building deep foundations in you, in you, strong foundations in us. He's building strong foundation. You can imagine a, a little tree that doesn't look like much on the surface, but then if you go under the soil and you see the root system and it goes out further and it goes down, that's a strong root system. And that's what happens in the times of waiting and testing. We are getting strong roots in God. So no matter what hits that tree, it stands firm because that tree has its roots planted in God. And that's true for us. No matter what comes at us, we can have our root system, we can have our hope and our trust completely rooted in God and we will stand firm. We can be, say, I believe and we know that we know that we know because we know our Father in heaven, we know the God that has brought us through and walked with us all the way and wants the best for us. And then we can stand firm and have completely strong foundations. That's such a gift, guys. It's such a gift, no one can take that away from you. It will be built in you. And that's what Abraham did. He believed in hope against hope, being in the hope of God, a firm foundation, putting his roots down. We want that for our lives. <clears throat> this is so precious. We get to really know God. And it means by standing in his grace, standing in the rest, it's a rest, guys. Getting to that point of just resting and trusting in God. It's an amazing place to be. I just want to finish with a couple of scriptures just to encourage, just to remember, I believe, I believe God. He's the one, he's the source of it and we can trust him completely. In Isaiah 26, verse three, it says, you will keep in perfect peace those whom, whose mind are stayed on you because they trust you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on you. That's good, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And in Habakkuk 2, verse 3, it says, If it seems slow in the coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. Wait patiently, it will surely take place. This is the God we serve. Guys, 
He's so awesome. He's so good. He's so amazing. And he's so full of grace to us. We can completely trust in him. And that's what I want to say to you. Trust in him for your dreams, for what the seed that he has put in you. It's him who started it. And let him finish that work. You just walk with him one step at a time and he's going to build it into you. And it's an awesome journey, guys. I just want to pray for you here towards the end. I just want to pray for you. The God would just minister to you. So if you could just either open your hands, open your hands to just assign to receive or put your hands on your heart and let God just minister to you. And we just pray. We just pray. Father in heaven, I just want to thank you for your goodness always to us, Lord. And thank you that you are giving us dreams and you're giving us promises and you're giving us visions for life. And Lord, we just want to say to you today, we believe in you. We thank you for everything that you are. And Lord, I just pray that you just minister to anyone on the other side of this camera who just needs that hope just to, to spur in their hearts again, that new life to come in their hearts again, and knowing that the dreams that you planted, they will come to pass, and you would just bring new life into that. You would just minister your grace, your peace, and your strength into those dreams and those promises where people are. Thank you for your hand on each one. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for that kingdom reality over each person. We just want to honor you and we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. And if anyone tonight just is, has not made that commitment or made that decision just to let Jesus come into your life, I would just want to say to you, I would just encourage you, that's the best decision you can ever make. Jesus is amazing. So if you would like to just invite him into your life, then we can just pray together now. And if you just want to join me in this prayer in your heart, then, um, and then just say yes to Jesus and invite him into your life. Dear Jesus, thank you for who you are and thank you that I can invite you into my life. I want to go on this journey with you. I want to go on this journey with you and continue life with you. I want to have the life that you give, Lord, and I want to give my life to you and experience everything that you have for me. Thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross for me, and thank you that I can have new life in you. Thank you, Jesus. That's great, guys. Thank you. And if you made that decision tonight, we just celebrate with you. That's the best place to be. And you can go on this journey from now with God. So bless you guys. And if you made the decision, we just want to show you a, a little video about what can be the next step for you in this time. Bless you guys. Bye. If you said yes to Jesus today, we are celebrating with you. We would love to pray with you and send you a Bible and some resources to get you started on your faith journey. Please go to equippers.co.uk forward slash I said yes or follow the link in the chat box so we can get in touch.